This is Big Skinny with the Podcheck Studio in Fort Worth, Texas, and I'm cordially inviting you to join me on my podcast, If Not For Music. It's where we take a journey back to the 70s and 80s, because that's where I believe the best music lives. Now, you might say that sounds a little biased, but that's okay. That's, that's my music. And if you're one of those people like me that like the music from that time frame, well, you're listening to some of the best music. Where else could you find music that had heart? It had soul. It had harmony. Told a story. even had an anthem it's all right there 70s and 80s on if not for music so listen in you can find us on spotify apple iheart amazon google anywhere you find your podcast we'll be there waiting for you also like and subscribe to our facebook page we will post when we have a new episode available so you'll be alerted when the new episode drops Welcome to Everything Wrestling. From the independent just starting out to the professional laying it all on the mat. We will provide you all the latest news and visit with some of our favorite wrestlers. Your host for the 30-minute rounds, Knuckles, Mike Dub Dub, and Poppy. Ring that bell. Today we have Pollen all the way in from Cleveland, Ohio. We have the one and only wrestling legend, Angel Miguel Torres, he's going to talk about his career, and it's very interesting, so we're going to talk to him right now. Angel, you there? Yeah, I'm here, Troy. How are you? How you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good. It's a little snowy out here up in the North Coast, man. You know, we got that crazy flip-flop weather. One day it's 70 degrees, the next day it's 35. And you're like us, man. Our weather here is bipolar as well, but we don't have any snow. We're just a little bit cold, but we're okay. That's absolutely correct. Well, all right, Angel, we're going to do this. It's going to be a 30-minute bout. You're our opponent today. Our official timekeeper for this is Poppy. He's going to let us know when we're down to the last minute. This is going to be such a great show that one part we're going to do a first 30-minute segment, and then we're going to come again next week for the second 30-minute segment. We're just going to get started with it right now and, and ask, how did you get into this? What got you into wanting to be a wrestler, and how did this all come about for you? Well, uh, as far as I can remember, uh, you know, I was probably... Uh about somewhere around the uh, seven-year-old uh, mark. I was uh, about seven years old, eight years old, and I was uh, coming from school. I went to Tremont School on the west side. Uh, it's the west side of Cleveland, but they actually call it the south side. And uh, one day I was uh, walking home, and, uh, you know, my uh, my people's had, like, this big uh, storefront building with uh, – the storefront was all boarded up. Everything was closed up. It had busted windows, you know. And on the inside, it was a uh, uh, father of my stepfather's, a friend of my stepfather's. He uh, had a local wrestling organization out of Puerto Rico. He was uh, running shows over here on the west side. And he used that spot for his little gym. You know, and me being a little boy, I kind of heard all this noise, all this yelling and banging and, you know, all this ruckus. And I walked past the open door on the side there, and I saw these two guys in the ring, you know, and I didn't I didn't think much of it. I thought it was like a boxing fight, a boxing match. And, uh, you know, I kind of walked in, and I saw them, now they were talking and stuff like that, and I, 
you know, I caught on a little bit that they were working it out and everything like that. And it was, it was really interesting to me, you know, and I, I, I saw it, I saw them guys do that for a couple of years and, um, it was really interesting to me, you know, and I kind of took a liking to it. Um, it was, uh, not, not too long after that, the building had caught fire just before Christmas and, um, you know the guys. They went there. They moved their wrestling thing elsewhere. But uh, I had caught up with them about seven, eight years later, and they were doing wrestling shows at a local Spanish club. It was uh, the San Lorenzo Social Club on the west side of Cleveland. And uh, I was go. I would go there and help them put the ring up. And you know, I'd get in the ring and run around a little bit, take a couple of bumps. You know, I. Uh, I, I, I fell in love with it, man. You know what I mean? I got my ass kicked a couple times. I was playing the manager role. I just would come out, and the guys would just smack me a lot and stuff like that. I didn't really know how to do it. You know, it wasn't until about the, you know, the 89, 90 when I started getting in the ring, you know, and I was wrestling with other people. You know, there was other organizations on the west side that, uh, that were letting me in. You know, I was a small guy, you know. And I guess the reason why they gave me a chance was, I, was my ability, you know. Uh... I don't think it had anything to do with my age. I was really young. I was, you know, 17, 18 years old. And, you know, these guys gave me a chance, you know. I was totally underweight and small in size, but I put on a good show, I guess, you know. And some of them guys, they opened a the door for me, you know. There was uh, some of the people over here in the North Coast Wrestling Association, uh, Cleveland Championship Wrestling, Great Lakes Wrestling Association, uh, operated by Lou Coakley. And Luke Coakley used to bring a lot of the older heavy hitters, you know, he'd bring in the uh, 84 hat and he'd bring in uh, Houston Harris. Uh, he brought, you know, he brought in a lot of wrestlers that are gone now, you know, but he brought in uh, those like the Kamala's and uh, Iron Mike Sharp, oh, Rick wow. Rogers, you know, he brought in a lot of people, man. And, uh, you know, basically I would just go help put the ring up, get in the ring with them for a little bit until they said, man, you know, Angel's pretty good to, you know, put in an outfit and stick out there and, you know, do the first match, you know, and then I'd go out there and I'd do the job to some of the guys in the neighborhood, you know, it was a uh, Bill Upmore, they called him Jumping Jack Flash, I haven't, uh, I haven't seen or heard of him in over 20 years or something like that, it's been a long time since I've communicated with him. You were an enhancement performer, a jobber starting out. I, I was a total jobber dressed as a ninja, you know, I was, <laughs> I was the Sosumi ninja, I was a jobber, yes. Sosumi ninja. You know? How long were you in the business? Uh, well, I started about, you know, legitimately about 87, somewhere between 87 and 89, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get my first matches until about, uh, mid to late 1990. And, you know, I, they started putting me in the battle Royals and, you know, stuff. I was wrestling in the battle Royals with people like, uh, Lord Zoltan, Kenny Jugan out of, uh, Pennsylvania and stuff. And there was a lot of guys over here in Cleveland. Some of them were pretty popular at the time. You know, we would bring in a lot of knockoff guys, you know, people that had similar gimmicks to like the, like the Volkoffs and, uh, the Koloffs. You know, there was a guy, there was a lots of wrestlers, you know, some of them had like the, uh, the Russian gimmick and some guys had like the, uh, the Spanish gimmick and stuff like that, you know. Starting out as the ninja, you're the jobber. You're just now becoming done working with the ring. So they decided to give you a chance and put you out there. We traveled lots of places, man. I mean, we have so many stories and stuff like that, man. You know, some of my, uh, some of my, uh, my, my favorite times involved with, uh, my friend Willie, Willie Colon, he was uh, my one of my bestest friends growing up. You know, this is my first podcast, Troy. You know, uh, you know, and I kind of, I kind of want to dedicate it in the honor of Willie Colon. Okay. You know, Willie's my, Willie was my homie, man. You know, okay. he was the one, he was the one that told me, Angel, you can be a wrestler. Angel, 
I believe in you. I, th this is what you're made for. This is what you want to do. You can do it. Yeah. You know, and it was uh, my pleasure to introduce him to uh, the Superfly Jimmy Snooker. You know, and over the years, he'd bring his nephews to the wrestling show. You know, and he would tell me, man, Angel, I can't believe you're doing it. You know, and me too, I would say the same thing. I can't believe it either. It just seems like a dream, man. You know. Hey, y'all, this is Big Skinny, former radio personality and backyard cooking enthusiast. And I'm the host of Texas Backyard Barbecue and More. This is the premier channel for all things Texas barbecue, and we're going to teach you how to cook it in your backyard. In fact, each episode is going to provide step-by-step -step instructions on how to make the most delicious meals using every Texas cooking technique that we could come up with. So sit back, work up that appetite, and get out to the shed and find those grilling tools. And get ready as we dive headfirst into Texas Backyard Barbecue and More. Oh, yeah, make sure you like and subscribe so we can keep on cooking for you. Let's get smoking. Well, to homage to Willie Colon, I'm doing the I'm doing the Sabu thing, and I'm pointing to the sky. That's cool, man. That's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, Sabu's a good dude. You know, it was real funny how, I, from what they told me, he and, uh, he was in a wrestling match, and uh, they said something about that. He heard some kind of voice, and he started pointing up to it. Oh, I always you thought know? he was just doing it for, for his uncle or whatever, the, the Sheik. Yeah, maybe it was his. Maybe it's his uncle's voice. Maybe wow. that's what he heard. He said, I, "I heard a voice, and I just, <laughs> I pointed up." I mean, I heard him say it. You know, you know, Terry's an awesome guy, man. That's, he is the homicidal, suicidal maniac, if oh there God. ever was one. Yeah, we were talking you great know? detail. I mean, just to give everybody that's listening in or going to be listening in, we've been talking for the past few days, man, and we've just you've been telling me some tremendous stories, and even. Marcus got wind of it last night. Poppy was sitting there with me last night for a couple of hours listening with you, man. And, I mean, just some of the stories, man, you tell. There's just no way this could be just a one-part thing, man. It's just, there's just so much of this. You, This is so crazy to where we start off. Dub, Dub, you got anything you want to say? Hey, Angel, this is Dub. Mike Dub, man. How you how, doing, brother? How, I'm doing good, man. How did how they call you Dub Dub? I mean, that's like one of those neighborhood <laughs> names, man. No, nah, that's just... <laughs> Nah, that's just stuff that I just, I just roll with the flow, baby, you know? <laughs> his, yep, his, last, yep. his last name is uh, William, so we've always just called well, him Mike Dub if you, if you look me up on Facebook and send me a friend request, it'll be, it'll be Mike Dub, and I'm sitting on my, uh, on my motorcycle if you send me a friend request on Facebook. Cool. Yeah, I man, was, uh, um, you, you, you were talking about that move, man, that... That guy was that guy was brutal, man. I mean, he he was, was a good wrestler. Him and old Stan Man and Rob Van Dam and Rob Van Dam, they used to always feud feud yeah. with each other, you know. Bloody, bloody yeah. all the time. The Sandman is in the movie with us, the Russell Massacre movie. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, Sandman's in that movie with us, man. He's a he he has a pretty good role. He, he's a great guy, man. He's he's brutal still. He's brutal. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you any spoilers. I mean, you guys just had to watch it. Yeah, you know? I started watching. I haven't you finished know? it, but go ahead and start naming off everybody. You know, there's a lot of people you want to mention. Go ahead and plug well, names, brother. The Russell Massacre Part One. It's uh, made by uh, Fuzzy Monkey Films. I love the, the directors. Names. Brad, Brad Twig is the director, and uh, Brad Twig has uh, an extensive libraries of movies. He's he's made up like a, about a, about, a, about a good. I don't know, seven, eight movies. I haven't had a chance to watch them all, but they're all totally great. I, I watched a couple of them. You know, they're mostly horror horror movies, you know, kind of thing like that. And Russell Massacre is uh, is uh, is like a WWF meets uh, Friday the 13th, you know what I mean? Something like that. <laughs> you know, and it, it has uh, 
the star uh, actor in it is uh, Richie Acevedo. Richie Acevedo is uh, a wrestler that I've known about 25 years. Uh, you know, we wrestle a lot with each other. And uh, the coolest thing about his and being in these movies together is we're still, you know, uh, you know we're still opponents in the wrestling movie, you know, and uh, you know uh, there's a there's a lot of great names in this movie. Uh, like I said, it's like wrestling meets Friday the Thirteenth. It has uh, Hall of Famers in it. It's got Tony Atlas in it. It has Rene Dupree. Like I mentioned before, it has the Sandman, uh, Jim Fullington. Uh, it has uh, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez. Yeah, there's, really? Uh, wow. Yeah, there's there's lots of other uh, uh, actors in it. You know, uh, we got one, uh, uh, James Edward. There's Kate Phoenix. There's Julio Banna Fernandez. Julio plays uh, hockey for, like, the USA hockey team. Julio is a he's a tremendous individual, highly talented. There's the beautiful Luba Hansen. There's the talented Jesse L. Green. Uh, there's Jimmy Flame from, uh, like, Baltimore, I want to say, Maryland. Uh, he's a wrestler also. Uh, there's Daniel Brooks. Daniel Brooks is the guy that does the special effects and stuff like that. Uh, we also have David Curtis, uh, Eric Dion. We have Joe Gardner, Nathan Hine, Rick Germain. There's Jessica Cressa. There's Brandy Mason. D. Woody, the beautifully talented Rosanna Cochran. There's uh, Alex Numier, Chris O'Brocky. Now, Chris O'Brocky was in another movie. They call that Shriek Show. It's kind of like a, like a, similar to Creep Show, you know, where it has like little shorts in it. Yeah. You know? that, that's a really great movie, too. Uh, we have also uh, Nikolai Volkov in the movie. Uh, uh, his name is Joseph Peruzovich. And uh, there's Sean Phillips, you know, uh, the, the lovely and uh, beautiful uh, Jasmine Kuda. There's Preston Quinn, uh, Darren uh, Ricky, the Daryl Stentz, George Stover. Uh, there's just uh, uh, so many guys out here, so many people that I can't really remember them all. But I know there's uh, Trey Hatchett, myself, uh, the Spanish Fly, uh, Jimmy Valiant, the Boogie Woogie Man. Uh, Gary Lee Vincent, Andy Weinberg, Ryan Vox, Nadia White, Nicholas Yoder II, Shovelhead Nick is what they call him, Derek Young, Johnny Youngblood. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a great movie to watch. It's about a wrestler who wants to be like his dad. You know, he gets fired from his job, he gets left at at wrestling school, then he goes on a killing spree. In the movie, I'm in there uh, fighting with the bad guy, and uh, you gotta watch it. I don't want to spoil it. All the guys in it, they were they're totally they, they do a totally great job. You know. Where can we go? Watch it, movie. If you want a hard copy, it's available on Amazon Prime. You can order it from Amazon, Amazon Prime. But if you want to watch it, you can watch it on Tubi TV for free. You know, it's just you got to watch some commercials. Sometimes, most movies, you got to get up, take a break anyways. But, yeah, uh, exactly. you know, the, the really fun part about it was just meeting the people. I didn't get to meet everybody that's in the movie. You know, there's about, uh, I want to say, 55 people in the cast. I don't know, something like that. There's, a, You know, there's a lot of people. You know, like some of them I don't know. I didn't get a chance to meet, but I have made movies, other movies with them. We made one that's full of wrestlers too. It's got a, uh, it's got uh, Richie Acevedo. He's the, he is like the mountain man in this movie. It's called the Mountaineer. We got Quentin Acevedo, who's his son. Now Richie's dad used to be a wrestler. He was the Cuban assassin, the original Cuban assassin from Puerto Rico. He was a big star in Canada, United States, and Japan. 
He wrestled many, many wrestlers in the 70s and 80s. You know, Angel's retired now. But, you know, these Cuban guys, they got their own Cuban dynasty. You know, the grandfather was a wrestler, the father's a wrestler, the son's a wrestler, and the nephew's a wrestler. You know, and they got shows coming up in uh, West Virginia and stuff like that. And, you know, they, they do lots of wrestling, man. They do great in the movies. You know, I was in the one movie with... Um, uh, big John uh, Murray, you know, he doesn't wrestle too much anymore. He's seven foot giant monster. You know, we were in there. We had like an old bunkhouse brawl <laughs> kind of match in the match in the movie. Yeah, where I get tossed around. I mean, it's it's a great movie. It's a love story. And there's this there's this tyrant coal baron, Russell Sage Patrick. He plays uh, Mr. Prescott. And he's the he's the evil coal baron who sends me and the other guy, a few other guys out to go round up this girl and kill the mountain man and all this stuff. I mean, it's a lot of action. You know, it's a really good movie if you like westerns. You know, it's not a multi-million dollar production, but it is totally guaranteed to entertain you. And there's lots of wrestlers in that movie. We've made about four or five so far. And I mean, the, the, the list of the names, it just goes on and on. One thing I can say is I, uh, I helped produce The Mountaineer. The Mountaineer is the Western movie. It's available on Amazon Prime or Walmart. You can buy one at Walmart. Didn't you say it was on Tubi also? Yeah, that one's also on Tubi. And the other one that I'm in that's on Tubi is called Workout Partners. It's a comedy by okay. Very Good Films. Okay. Yeah, it's a, co- it's, a, it's, a, it's a hilarious comedy by Very Good Films. Brian Berry is the uh, uh, the director, and uh, Workout Partners is kind of like a Friday movie, but without all the weed and all the cussing and all that stuff. It's a it's a it's like a really good you know all ages movie. What's it's your a character? Total comedy. Oh, I'm just like the guy working out in the back. You know, it's a it's set. And most of the movie is set in a work in a workout gym, and I'm just like the guy in the back lifting the weights. There's a few things that I do that I get real close to the camera, but this is like my only movie where I'm just an extra. All the other movies I do action scenes. I have lines. The the one uh, movie that we made is called Boxer versus Wrestler. Yeah, and I want to see that. Wrestler, I think I was in a battle royal for that one, and. Uh, uh, we had uh, Shirley Love on it at the beginning. I want to say uh, I could be uh, uh, totally wrong on that, but uh, we had we had a lot of heavy hitters on there. You know, as far as wrestlers goes, you know, we had Jeff James. We had so many wrestlers. I brought in a guy that was trained by Johnny Powers, and he was the manager to Mustafa Kali. And Mustafa Kali is like the world heavyweight boxing champion in the movie, and uh, the movie is uh, about a wrestler. You know, he's like an older wrestler, you know, he was, you know, he's kind of past his prime and they, they put him to wrestle. The commissioner sent him to wrestle and do the job to, uh, you know, uh, some other wrestler, the champion. And instead of him uh, doing the job, he, he muscles, he strong arms the wrestling champion and takes his championship belt. And so the movie is about that and him getting in trouble with the commissioner. So the commissioner puts him to fight against the world heavyweight boxing champion. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a rip on basically the whole business. You know, it's not a disrespect to wrestling in any way, but it just showcases the, the, the pay-per-view fact and the way they push wrestling and the way wrestling is promoted with the gimmicks and the championships and all this and that. And basically, uh, Rotten Ronnie is the star of the movie, and he gets in trouble by the uh, 
by the commissioner because he he messed up the promotion. The promoter's all mad. The promoter, the the Vince McMahon in the movie is a female. She got real mad. She's talking to the commissioner. The commissioner is a female. They figured out that this guy was a bully growing up, and so the commissioner says, "Oh, well, you're gonna fight the world heavyweight boxing champion," and the movie is about that. You know, it's kind of like Thunderlifts and Stallone, like Antonio Inoki and Ali. It's a story about that. Some of the points are comical, but they just get to the point as far as, hey, look, this is what this business is like, and this is how we promote it. I was in that movie. There's a lot of great uh, people in that movie. There's a guy from The Walking Dead. I mean, there's <laughs> there's so many things we could talk about, but one thing that I could probably say that uh, that probably kept me... Uh, in wrestling all these years, you know, and I'm, I'm I'm real proud to be in the wrestling, man. Wrestling helped save my life, man. You know, it, it gives me an opportunity to meet great people like you guys. You know, these uh, programs and these podcasts, they're a great way to get your, your story out there. There's a lot of people that I've met that I got a chance to wrestle, man, that it was probably the pinnacle of my career. You know, when I got to wrestle Jimmy Superfly Snooker, it was probably the best time of my life as far as wrestling. You know, they gave me the name, the Spanish Fly. You know, a, a wrestler by the name of Brett Powers gave me that name back in like 1996. I think that, uh, you know, when we got a little bit more time, we could talk about all those guys and stuff like that because there's so many of them. You know, I helped train this guy to train this guy to train this guy. Now this guy's in the WWE. Uh, we got Johnny Gargano. We got Raymond Rowe. There was uh, Kiampa. I forget what they call him. Kiampa, his name is a little different than uh, what his name was over here. But uh, some of them guys, you know, they come a long way, man, and I'm really proud of them. You know, I coached a few of them. They really listened. You know, when you told them, hey, go get your pair of wrestling boots, they went and got it. You know, when they when you told them, go get an outfit, they went and got it. You know, they weren't in there uh, wrestling in sneakers and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I, I was real fortunate to wrestle people like uh, Dominic Danucci. Totally awesome to, to wrestle in a tag team match with the Iron Sheik. Um, in the Kmart parking lot, let's put that. Let, let, let's go ahead and add in, that in, in there. In the Kmart parking lot. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> they had a wrestling match in the Kmart parking lot. That'd been badass. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We used to get about six hundred to a thousand people. One of the wrestlers that was a new guy worked inside of Kmart, and Kmart was already closing already. So that summer was like the last of the little bit that Kmart was going to be there. So they let us put on a a wrestling show. And then it became a monthly thing, or every month, every other month. And uh, we uh, we had the chance to bring Iron Sheik there. And, uh, you know, I mean, it was really nice to have him there. You know, there was a, a guy impersonating the Macho Man, and they were having these crazy conversations, man. And it was just it was just a really good time, man. But, it, you know, it is kind of hokey, man. We're in the parking lot wrestling in the Kmart, man. That, that's cool, though, but, dude. That's, that, that, I mean, that... but it was... We had so many people, though. It was totally jam-packed all the time, man. It was ridiculous. The police would even show up to watch, too. It was, it was, it was hilarious. Parking lot wrestling was awesome, I bet. Now, last night we were talking, Angel, and you was talking about in your neighborhood where, where y'all are at. You said that y'all had, like, the Mrs. Dad uh, had the sandwich shops, and then you were right around the corner from uh, Johnny Gargano's dad's pizzeria shop. So those are like yeah. two of the guys that you kind of knew and grew up uh, wrestled around. Well, Johnny, Johnny's dad uh, used to sponsor our wrestling shows uh, for the Cleveland Wrestling Association. And uh, 
Johnny was about, I don't know, eight years old, ten years old, and he always he's, he's always sat front row with his dad, Frank. And he basically grew up watching us wrestle and everything like that, you know. And uh, that's why, like I said, man, I'm really proud of him, the, the way, as far as he came. You know, his dad, Frank, he's an awesome guy. He's still, his, his dad's got to be 80 years old, man. Still and, makes uh, an awesome pizza? Yes, he still makes an awesome pizza, and, and it's cheap, and oh. it's good. He always has time to talk to you. You know, Frank is a good guy. Frank was so good. I think we're going to do a wrestling show at his, uh, his, uh, his back parking lot again this summer. Wow. And, uh, we got to go to Cleveland. Uh, yeah, it's awesome over here, man. There's lots of wrestling. We got, um, I mean, like, like, like I, like I said, uh, uh, Mike Mazzani, Miz's uh, dad, is, or Miz actually, sorry, George, George Mazzani is Mike's dad, and George had, he's, he's, he had these sandwich shops over here, and you know, the Miz growing up, his dad was always uh involved in his little league, and he was, he was, you know, he 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 was always involved in his son's life, and it was George who helped become. Help the Miz become somebody in wrestling because he sent him to California. When he went to California, he was on the MTV, The Real World, and that's when he started. You know, he got a hold of uh, Drew Carey down there, and they introduced him to Vince McMahon. Next thing you know, he was on the Tough Enough, and then right. uh, the rest, the rest was history. Yeah, you know? that, like, like, like I said, that, that's why I saw him. But he was on that, and then he was in that in NXT just starting out. You know, I was like, man, he he he's too small, but he he. He he's pretty good now. I mean, yeah, he, he can talk and talk. I tell you that. Yeah. Yep. Yes, he can, man. Yes, he definitely can, man. You know, you know, I, um, you know, there's just so much to say. I mean, you know, like when I wrestled like with Jimmy Snooker, man, I split his eye open. He told me, "Don't hit me right here. I got a cut right here." I guess when he was wrestling the night before, he had got cut. Something. I guess he got hit with a chair. I don't know. But uh, the thing was that something happened, man. When I went to I went for like a flying forearm on him, and then when I when I went up in the air, I noticed that Jimmy was like spinning away from me, because of the older guys they would do that spinning fall. Right. The newer guys, the newer guys, they just fall flat. And when I went up in the air, he was moving away from me, so I kind of leaned way over, stretched my arms out, and I hit him right in the forehead, right where he told me not to. Oh hit my him. God! Yeah. <laughs> and then Jimmy just Jimmy just got split open. He juiced everywhere. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy's going to kill me. You can watch that it's video on YouTube. on YouTube. Spanish Fly versus, yeah. uh, versus Superfly, part one. Yeah. And I watched it yeah. last night. Wow, man. That's awesome, man. I got a couple of shows coming up over here. We got one on the 25th at the Brook Park Armory. It's uh, American Lucha Corps. It's uh, operated by... Uh, Timo Cruz and uh, and David Torres, and we're also uh, going to record it and put it on the DMK Sports Network, which is uh, you can check it out on uh, Facebook, the DMK uh, Sports Network on Facebook, where we uh, record the wrestling shows, you know, and then we do the commentary on the on the matches, and we interview the wrestlers and stuff like that, you know. We're keeping everybody in the loop, you know. We're keeping the microphones open, and. Uh, you know, if you guys, like I said, you guys want to check some of it out, you're more than welcome to. It's the DMK Sports Network on Facebook. Uh, and uh, what I'm going to do is I'm also going to send you a couple of the shows that we have made. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, when I get a chance here, I can get uh, I can get us a couple of connections with, uh, like, Abdullah the Butcher. We could get him on your podcast. Yeah, dude. He'd love to talk to you guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hell, we yeah. Could, we're we're going to be able to get uh, Jimmy Valiant on your podcast. The, uh, you know, these guys are Hall of Famers. You know, I don't want to mess around. We could talk to all the independent wrestlers from all over the place till we're blue in the face, but we want to talk to some of these 
Hall of Famers, yeah, and, and get some and get some real meat and potatoes, you know. Yeah, you know, and I'd, I'd be glad to call you guys from time to time and oh yeah, doing on the podcast, and I can give you guys a report in my area. You know, I've got a lot of people in Michigan. You know, yeah, I he's gonna to do. He's gonna my... do a Midwest report for us every every first yeah. every first show that we do. He's gonna do a yeah. Midwest report for us and tell us about you know what's going on out there. And they, yeah. he, he can also put it on our. On our uh, side hustles and turnbuckles too, and let everybody know too. Without a doubt, without a doubt. The good thing is that I got I got a lot of good I got a lot of people in Michigan. I got Rod Street, Stephen Rivera, uh, Congo Kong, and Professor Congo Kong's uh, Wrestling Academy. You know, uh, Congo was in uh, TNA for a while there. I mean, and I got I got the Samoans in the in the in Pennsylvania. I mean, there's a lot of people. There's Rip Rogers out of uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling, and uh, I remember him. I yeah. Mean, these these guys have trained all these superstars, man. These guys are these guys are the the, the backbone be, uh, behind all these major stars. The best stars of today, the people that I name, they're the ones that made these people great wrestlers. You know, John Cena, Batista, Randy Orton, all them guys. Man. They all trained all them guys. Yes, that's that's you know? cool. Well, like I said, this is gonna be the first show. And then we're going to have you call back in next week, like we talked about last night. And then, Sounds good. Uh, but we're going to wind this one up right now, man. And we just want everybody to stay tuned for next week for part two of Angel. And we're going to talk more and get more into and telling him some more crazy, wild stories. So until next week, I'm, I'm Knuckles. I'm Mike Dub Dub. I'm Poppy. And we'll see yep. you at the matches, brother. <laughs> hey, nice talking to you guys. Thank you very much. All right. Take care, brother. You've been listening to Side Hustles and Turnbuckles, a Potsack Studio Fort Worth production. Please like and subscribe to our Facebook page and follow us. Hit that subscribe button on our podcast. Until next time, we'll see you.